Sometimes it's in the desert that we really learn to trust and wait on God. It's in the desert that we really have to trust God. And God is in the waiting. And the farmer has to wait patiently for the the crops to grow and and the rain to come. The message version of the Bible says, patiently letting the rain do its slow and sure work. Stay steady and strong, it says in James, in the message version. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. I wonder if uh, tonight there's some area of your life where you are crying out like the psalmist, How long, O Lord? How long? I wonder if there's some arid, dry part of your heart or life. Experience that is simply gasping for rain, for refreshing rain, for the early rain and the latter rain. I wonder if in some way your heart feels parched or dry or desperate for the watering of God. I wonder if you feel impatient or discouraged at the lack of progress in your life, in an area of struggle or difficulty or suffering. I wonder if you've struggled in a relationship or in conflict. We can know and trust um, that God is in the waiting, James says, and we can trust that the rains will come and that the refreshing from God will come and that the Lord is near. And sometimes change or freedom or sanctification, the fruit of the Spirit, it's slow in coming. It takes time and patience in an Egyptian instant society. And James addresses waiting patiently for the Lord's coming, and he addresses being patient with each other and and not grumbling about one another, and he addresses being patient in suffering, and he holds up the prophets and Job as an example he says, look at, look at the prophets, look at Job, how he persevered, look how he suffered, look at his losses, the things he experienced with his family, the trauma, the sickness, the, the loss of his business, the collapse of his finances. But look how it turned out in the end, look how God worked over the long haul, how God turned things around and actually gave Job back twice as much as he had before. But Job had to show great patience during that time of trial and difficulty and loss and grief and suffering. Charles Stanley says, The scriptures contain many stories of people who waited years or even decades before the Lord's promises came to pass. What modern believers can learn from the patience of biblical saints is that waiting upon the Lord has eternal rewards. So being patient in suffering like Job and the prophets is often about holding on to God, even when everything looks like it's falling apart. I wonder if there's anyone here today who feels like they're holding on by their fingertips. You feel like things around you are crumbling. You feel a sense of loss and disorientation. I saw a while ago in the news a story, a true story, of a first-time hang glider who had to hold on for his life after his pilot allegedly forgot to secure him properly in the craft. 
So he was hang gliding with a pilot and he wasn't secured in properly and he ended up hanging by his fingertips in this hang glider. His name was Chris Gursky and he released footage on YouTube, you can look it up, of this flight during which he can be seen clinging for his life to this metal bar because he's not attached and he's not secured in while flying over trees and houses for more than two minutes. The pilot realized what was happening and tried to bring him into land as soon as he possibly could. And in the emergency landing, Mr. Gursky broke his wrist and tore his bicep, um, his bicep tendon. Mr. Gursky said in this news report, the incident happened during his first day of a holiday in Switzerland. He vowed never to go hang gliding again. You can see in this video him literally hanging on for dear life by his fingertips. But you can also see in that video the, the pilot hanging on to him as well and holding him. And faith is sometimes not only our grip on God, our tenuous grip on God, but it is God's grip on us. Isaiah 41.13 in the message says, I, your God, have a firm grip on you and I'm not letting go. I'm telling you, don't panic. I am right here to help you. It's not just in these times of waiting and patience that you're clinging onto God. There are times I firmly believe it that God is clinging onto you and holding you fast. Even there on the right side of the sea, your righteous right hand holds me, holds me fast. Be patient, James says, in suffering. Hang on, hold on, and know that God is holding on to you and that you're not alone in your struggle. And so we read in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, rejoice in hope, endure in suffering, persist in prayer. Shakespeare said these words, he said, How poor are they that have not patience? What wound did ever heal but by degrees? How poor are they that have not patience? What wound did ever heal but by degrees? Takes a little time sometimes. Takes a little time sometimes. Graham Kendrick used to sing a song, In your way and in your time that's how it's going to be in my life there's another phrase in scripture that we see again and again and it's in the fullness of time there's a fullness of time there's a there's a God's timing there's a moment where God intervenes and patience is of course a fruit of the spirit so the more that we move in the spirit of God and have the spirit of God in our life the more we will grow in this fruit of the Spirit, it will grow slowly in God's presence as we nurture relationship with Him and as His Spirit strengthens us and fills us and fortifies us. And then this fruit of the Spirit of patience will grow in us so that we can wait for God's timing. We can be patient for, for the rains that God is sending, for the crops that we know are coming. And verse 11 of James says, we consider blessed those who have persevered. 
We look at them and, and we see how they have persevered through circumstances and through difficulties. And we look at those kind of people and we consider those kind of people blessed because we've seen them come through. We've watched them through the storm. We've watched them through the difficulties. We've watched them through the suffering. And we see them coming out the other side. And, and they're blessed of God as they have patiently endured. We consider them blessed, James says. You've heard about Job's perseverance. You've seen what the Lord finally brought about. And so you take care of the roots, and God will take care of the fruit. You spend time rooted in Christ in your relationship with him, and you draw near to him, and you walk with him, and patience will grow naturally in your life, and the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of your spiritual walk with God. Be patient in suffering. Persist in prayer. Be patient. Keep on going. Slow and steady. And be prayerful, and we'll get to that next week, because in the next part of um, this, uh, this passage in James... He goes on to speak about prayer. And he's talking about being patient and then he's talking about praying. And, and, and he, gives, um, he gives a whole raft of things. If people, if, he says if you're in trouble, you should pray. And if you're happy, you should pray. And if you're sick, you should pray. And if you're caught in sin, you should pray. And we'll, we'll, we'll move on to that next time. But James finishes this passage by saying the Lord is is full of compassion and mercy in our patience, in our waiting. And as I looked at this passage, I noticed a few things, but I noticed the looking at nature, see how the farmer waits. Just look at the example of a farmer, James says. L look at the, the coming of crops. You, you can't just have the fruit. You, you can't just have the crops. See how patiently the farmer waits for the very valuable harvest. So look at nature. Look at the natural flow of life. Look at how good things come to those that wait. Look at how it works for a farmer. He can't just produce that crop, that wheat, that uh, pasture. He's got, he's got to wait. He's got to let the months pass. He's got to let the rain fall. He's got to let the, the growth come. And, it, and he's got to show patience over the long haul. So look at nature and look at God's natural processes. But also look at history. You have seen what God did in Job's life. Look back and don't just look at nature and the natural processes of life. Don't just look at the farmer, but look back. Look at the prophets. Look at Job. Look at history. Look at through the teachings of Scripture. And look how in each instance, when those people showed patience and they waited on God and they, and they made it through the difficult times, look how God turned things around. Look at what God did for Job. It was amazing. In the depths of the deepest, darkest moments, he couldn't have thought how he was going to get through it, but he did. And God turned it around and God blessed Job more in the latter part of his life than he did in the first part of his life. So we, we look at nature, but we also look at history. And the Bible says that through, encourage, through endurance and the encouragement of the scripture, we have hope. That's what it says in Romans. It says through endurance and the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. So when we look at scripture, when we look at these stories, when we see what God has done in the past, when we look at history, we can see the faithfulness of God. We sing these songs, don't we? All my life you've been faithful. 
And all through the generations you've been faithful. So we've got to comfort ourselves and also gain trust in God. He's done it before. He'll do it again. This isn't a blind punt at trusting God. It's not blind faith. It's like, God, this is who you are. This is who you've been in the past. And this is who you'll be in the future. So we look at nature, see the farmer. Uh, we, look at, we look at the past and history and the prophets. You have seen what God did for Job and in the life of the prophets. But we also look at the character of God. Because James says, God is full of compassion and mercy. So when we are struggling, when we are clinging on by our fingertips, and when we're not sure where God is, God, we can know, will not let us go. He is full of compassion. He is full of mercy. It's who he is. It's his nature. And so we, we hold on to these things. These are certain things. The certainty of nature, the certainty of history, the certainty of the character of God. And what's the promise? The promise is a valuable crop. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rain. He waits and the promise is a valuable crop. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. You will reap a harvest. The crop will come, the valuable crop. So I believe whether that's us sowing gospel seeds, preaching the gospel, being faithful in our witness, that if we plant those gospel seeds, we will see a harvest. We will see people come to faith. If we plant seeds of goodness and mercy and justice and kindness, we will see a harvest. Whatever we plant, whatever we sow, we will reap a harvest of righteousness. It's, it's a kingdom principle and it's what the farmer waits for and it's the valuable crop and God will bring a valuable crop to your life. Let us not become weary in doing good, Galatians 6, 9, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And the other thing that the farmer waits for are those rains, those refreshing rains. The autumn and the spring rains. See how the farmer waits. How the autumn and the spring rains come. Remember the promise of Deuteronomy. Remember the promise. It's not the irrigation of Egypt, but it's the irrigation of God. It's the trusting in what only God can do. And I wonder across our life tonight, as I draw this up to a close, I wonder if there are areas of our lives where it really needs the intervention of God. It's not about us kicking the irrigation channels. It's not about us turning on the tap. There are things that we need the intervention of God on. We need the watering of heaven. I was just chatting to someone before the service, and we need in that circumstance, we need in our family, we need in our life, we need the, we need the, the water, the rains of heaven to come and, and rain down and refresh and heal and restore and bring a fruitfulness in our lives where there is only aridity and dryness. And I wonder in your life if there's an area like that where you really need those autumn and spring rains. You need that valuable crop to come. And it will come if you are patient, if you are enduring, if you do not give up, 
if you wait for God. But those are God things. Only God can send the rain. And uh, I listen sometimes to Kevin Prosh, an old worship leader. He's done an album called Reckless Mercy. And he, uh, sometimes when I'm cooking, I put, this, I put his album on. And there's one song that he sings, and there's a line in it. And he says, if we would ask, he will come. And he will send his rain on everyone. And there's that kind of, if, if we will ask him, he will come. And he will send his rain on everyone. And I, I love this anthemic song that Kevin Prosh sings as he proclaims this truth. If we would only ask him, he will come and he will send his rain on everyone. So I'd like to lead you into a place of prayer and reflection tonight. And if you're in a, a place where you are asking and waiting, I want to encourage you with these words from James, these quite simple words, yet quite powerful and profound words. Be patient. Be patient. Look at the farmer. Look at the prophets. Look at Jesus and the character of God. And if you look at those things, this is not a blind punt. This is a dead cert. (laughs) That the crop will come, the harvest of righteousness will come, the rains will come, God will come, and God will minister, and God will reach into your life. Be patient, James says, and stand firm. Isn't that what Ephesians says? After you've done everything else, just stand. Sometimes you just have to stand. It's a Martin Luther moment. I am standing here, so help me, God, I am not moving. I am standing and I am waiting for God. And so stand firm. Don't be moved. Be immovable in your faith. Trust God that he will intervene, that he will come, that he will send his rain on those that wait on him, on everyone. Be patient, stand firm, wait for the coming of the Lord. You will experience his crop and his rain and his harvest. Let's respond, let's pray. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. These are encouraging words. So endurance and the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. Would you close your eyes and would you, as you sit and as you pray, you can ask the band just to play for us and, and, and lead us into a place of uh, responsive worship. But I'd love you to pray and just, just to talk to the Lord. Is there, is there an area of dryness? Is there an area of aridity? Is there an area of desert, a wilderness experience, fruitlessness, where you just, you just really need those rains of God, that refreshing of the Lord? Is there an area where you're not seeing that fruit, you're not seeing that crop? Just pray for the fruit of the Spirit in your life, the, the patience of God. And I want you to know tonight that the Lord is gracious and compassionate, full of mercy and compassion towards you. He loves you very, very much. He's very gracious towards you. He's very compassionate towards you. He wants to send his rains. If we would ask, he will come and send his rain on everyone. So if you imagine that situation or that moment or that person or that part of your life, 
Let's just lift that up to the Lord. You just do that now. You just say, Lord, help. Lord, come. Lord, send your rain into that area of desert, to that dry place. We're asking you, Lord, to come and send your rain on everyone, your autumn and your spring rains into the dryness, into the driest of places. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Encourage our hearts. There were moments where Job thought he'd lost it all. Where he thought, can it get any darker? Can it get any worse? And yet he, he clung on to God. And he said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. And then you turned it around, God, and, and you gave him back so much more than he ever lost. And God, we just lift our hearts to you tonight. We lift our hearts to you, God. If we would ask, he will come. He'll send his rain on everyone. I pray, God, there'll be moments where we see such amazing crops, such valuable crops, saved souls, healed bodies, restored relationships, situations turned around, times of celebration and rejoicing. We've come through and we consider ourselves blessed of God. I pray, God, that we'll see that ahead, that moment, that time is coming. And until then, God, fill us with such strength and patience. Help us to stand firm in the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, and pour out your love and your blessing on everyone.